Hey guys, welcome to an episode that is not the Bagnabardcast. It's me, Chris, I'm joined with John, and we're doing another one of our special Movie Fix episodes before John is incapacitated and can't actually record any podcasts for the next maybe two weeks? Uh, yeah, two to three weeks, something, something crazy like that, depending on when my throat is healed and I can talk and it doesn't hurt me, because I do talk for a living as well. Uh... But yeah, um, we're also doing this. It's been a rare occasion for us to do something in the afternoon. Yeah, it's 11 uh, o'clock in the morning as of our start. And it's weird because I'm like pretty alert. The sun's out outside, even though it's gloomy out. It's like, it's a good experience. If only we could do this more instead of like 8 <laughs> o'clock at night when we normally do. We did have, I mean, there was a huge stretch where we did it every like Sunday afternoon yeah. for, for quite a while. Um, but yeah. Hey, good afternoon, sir. Hey, good afternoon to you, too. Uh, so we decided we want to knock a couple of these out today because we've had a few new things come out directly to streaming services. And it's stuff that we'd be discussing either way on something like Bagged and Board. So we figured, hey, why not do a special movie fix for this? So here we are for episode number five, and we're actually going to be talking about Disney's Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, this came out at the beginning of this month, March, uh, came out March 6th, and this was released in theaters, where theaters are open, but then it was also released onto Disney Plus as one of their premier access uh, features. Disney Plus did this before with Mulan over the summer, and there was a lot of discussion if it was actually worth it for Disney to put Mulan out on the streaming platform because oh, it didn't perform how they wanted it to. We don't have those numbers. We don't know how many people paid the $30 for that Premier Access before it became available to just stream for free uh, in December of 2020. I, I paid for it. I had no problem with that. Uh, we talked about it a little bit before. 30 bucks is what I would spend to actually go to the movies and get popcorn and snacks and everything anyways. So spending $30 just to watch a movie in the comfort of my own home is not that bad uh, especially because my mom has my disney plus account too so she was able to watch it and then we talked about it so it was a good experience um, and then when disney announced that the pixar film soul was going to be coming direct to streaming no premiere access everyone was like well that's that solves it people don't do the premiere access for this kind of stuff they're putting soul out for everybody now that they're doing rail like this i think Maybe Mulan was a little bit more successful with that business model being that it people paid for it. We just don't know. Uh, again, I paid for Raya. I had no issues doing it because, again, I would have paid that money for the theater anyways. And even though everything in Orlando here has been open for a while now, we've had our theaters open since around Christmas time. Actually, no, it was around Halloween because they had Hocus Pocus up at the Universal City Walk Theater. I still don't feel too comfortable going to the movies. Um, Raya might have been one of those movies that actually got me in the door, but if you give me the option to watch it at home, I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, uh, as someone who loves going to the movie theater or just loves going to movies, I don't know when I'll feel super safe going to a theater you know even um i've had my first uh shot i get my next one in a couple weeks like 
even then, and that shot doesn't make you immune. It lowers your risk, and it lowers the symptoms if you do get it, that it's not as bad. So do I want to take that chance? My son can't get the shot. Like, do I expose myself and accidentally give it to him? Like, not, not for a movie? You know, like, especially having the access and being able to watch it at your home does make it a lot easier, especially in these times. If these were happening not during the coronavirus and they had the option you could go see it in the theater or you could get it at home, it would probably be a toss-up on whether or not we, Caitlin and I think we're going to need to watch it. We want to watch it again. Because $30 is two tickets, you know? And we usually... I usually don't get popcorn, but sometimes Caitlin wants popcorn. You monster! I'm not a huge popcorn fan. Uh, you monster! I know. I, I just... I, ra- I would rather not eat them than have it stuck in my teeth. It drives me crazy, and I just, like... All I do is just tongue it and try to get it, and I can't get it till I have to can brush my teeth. So halfway through the movie, I'm just focusing on a kernel stuck in my gums. Takes me out of the movie. Uh, but if we it was like, oh, we're probably going to watch that again, or you're going to want to watch that again, it might be that option. Like, well, let's put Grayson to bed, or have Grandma take Grayson. And we'll have a night where we can just watch it at home. I think it it's helpful for parents, um, especially if you have like <laughs> four kids, three yeah. kids, two kids, and the whole family's going. That's a fortune. Like that's a that's a big amount of money to take kids out where you have the option now to spend half that money to do it with your family at home. I think that makes it a lot a lot easier especially if you've got to pause it for a kid to go to the bathroom yeah. or just yourself yeah i don't know I'm... how many times through a marvel movie like you just see like both like chris my paul legs just like bouncing going like i got a piece so bad but i can't leave the theater i can't leave the theater and paul's always the one like no i'm i'm out guys i gotta i gotta go um so i mean it, it just makes it a lot easier especially for these kind of event things yeah, and not only was this movie released under the current circumstances we've been in for the past year now, but it was also made under those circumstances too. I don't know if you checked out the extras menu on Disney Plus, but they do have a short featurette about how this movie was actually made from home by the animators and the voice cast. Like everyone was recording like in their closets or impromptu tent studios in their living rooms. Uh, it does not show at all. Like the quality of this movie is fantastic. Everything about it just works so well. Yeah, you wouldn't know that at all. Uh, talking about the movie a little bit, this is, as they say in the trailer, from the studio that brought you Moana and Frozen. So definitely, Disney's trying to play up on more of those prestige, like crowd pleaser movies. Um, and I think this is definitely more in line with something like Moana because it is one of those big kind of globe-spanning adventures uh, in this fictional continent of Kumandra. But unlike Moana or Frozen, this isn't a musical. This is straightforward like fantasy action-adventure. And I was kind of surprised by that, but at the same time, I really enjoyed that kind of break because I don't know where a song would f- really fit in in this movie because it is very serious. Like, there is some 
levity and some jokes to it. But for the most part, like this is a story of Raya, who is the keeper of the dragon gem with her family and all the other nations get welcomed to their village, like heart town, whatever you want to call it, heart Valley. Uh, and then they make a play for the dragon gem, which is the last bastion of dragon magic in the world. And in the scuffle, the dragon gem breaks. And then the forces that it was keeping at bay basically start to lay siege to this entire world. That's a heavy movie. And when you were watching it, you sent me a picture. You're like, yeah, it's intense. Yeah. Was Grayson okay with like how like big it was? Because like when those like I forget what they call them, the Duman whatever. Yeah, the the shadow monsters. Yeah, when they start attacking the city and they're turning people to statues, I'm like, ooh, they are they are going hard. Like right after like you get ten minutes of family like protecting the gem. This is what our purpose is. Like we want a better world. And then it's like, no, you're not you're not going to have that better world yet. Yeah, that's that's when right when they first hit and the father is um, trying to save Raya. Like that's the picture I sent. Like that was about to engulf the father, and Grayson is Caitlin sitting on the couch with her legs up on the couch, and Grayson is like almost standing on her chest, like going like no, 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 no. And then when he throws her into the water, he drops down and he turned around and just like grabbed on to grabbed on to Caitlin and it was really cute. And it was like, oh, like I don't know if he thought that <laughs> they're, they're coming for you, gonna, Mom. He was gonna go too or what? But um, it was very interesting. He he's two, you know. Like he, anytime, like a lot of the action wasn't happening he'd lose interest or this or that. And sometimes it can captivate him onward. He'll sit through like almost the whole thing. Um, but we ended up finishing it without him just cause I was like, I, I want to get this done so we can just at any time do the show. Um, so we ended up finishing it without him, but it's not, I would go back and watch it with him maybe a little when he's a little bit older and I think the musical aspect keep him a little more involved. Why he likes Frozen, why he likes Moana. Um, but even if you think like Onward, doesn't have yeah. any musical numbers. You know, they I have some. As a whole, though, Onward, it's a little bit brighter. It's more colorful. There's a lot more like those pops of colors that I think would be interesting. And something else we were going to talk about, but we never got to, was Over the Moon. Over the Moon does have musical numbers in it but at the same time it's a big bright flashy movie like it's visually yeah. stunning yeah and I, i'm still down i've watched that movie I, like four times like, i would have to go <laughs> i'd have to go back and rewatch it because i haven't seen it since originally but maybe we'll tee that up for uh number seven or eight whenever yeah. uh we can get to that one because i do want to watch boss level still um but yeah this movie I really enjoyed it, and I don't want to sound like I'm going to become very negative right now, but I might sound like I'm going to be very negative. Because Paul never saw any of the trailers for this movie. He just didn't watch them. It wasn't on his radar. So when I was pitching it to him over on Bag and Board, I was like, well, it basically looks like Mulan and Moana have a baby with Avatar the Last Airbender, because you have that kind of like warrior princess bringing different nations together for a greater good. And that just right up pretty much everybody's alley. Like, that just sounds fantastic. 
And I think where this movie kind of suffers is that it does bring in all those other characters and those other nations for this team that's trying to get um, the, the pieces of the dragon gem back together. But everyone doesn't have a moment to breathe in it. It kind of suffers from the cast being too big. And they don't feel fleshed out at all because they're basically just given like a trope that they have to fit into just to push that story along. And if this was done as a series, I think this would be absolutely outstanding. It, it definitely would have a better the group coming together because everything seems a little forced. Mm-hmm. And the movie doesn't feel that long no. where you're like, oh, they could have taken a little more time here because all of a sudden you're like, oh, they're on the last leg of the adventure? Like, it really just, it, it moves at a clip. And I don't know if the movie, it doesn't suffer from that, but it could use a little more. And when you do have those little character moments with, you know, the boy who's driving the ship or the the little girl and the monkeys, like, those are things that you would seem, feel like you would have a little more time with those characters. Now, I, I don't know, I didn't do any of the research, but do you think those characters might have had a moment where it would have been a song, but then they realized when they were recording this in people's homes that you just can't record like that, and um, it just wasn't coming out? I don't think so, because I feel like we would have heard something about the music, because they are very good about... And when I say they, Trans- I mean Disney's... Transparency. Like, putting out music... As kind of like a premiere, like you get to see like the behind the scenes features or like announce that, oh, you know, this songwriting team's coming on to do music for Raya. And we didn't have anything like that. So I don't think that was the case. I think this was always kind of envisioned as just that big action adventure with like those fantasy ties, which again, I, I absolutely loved. And if my biggest complaint is I didn't get more of the characters, that's not necessarily a bad thing, because I did want to know more about them. Like, And I feel bad, but this kind of plays into what I'm talking about. I can't remember any of the characters' names, because you're introduced to them, and then they just go about the adventure. Like They just continue on to the next leg of it. I More focus on those characters would have had them feel more real to me, especially like the big warrior guy who's like the last one of his village, I, I want more of his story. That was really cool. Uh, even at the very climax where they're trying to evacuate the city and they're all like tossing the piece of the gem back and forth to try to keep the June away. It, that was stunning. That was, it was gut-wrenching seeing everybody like realize like, no, like I, I have to give up now. Like, yeah. And those, you know, sacrifices, even though you know everything's going to work out okay, they did have weight, but just imagine how much more powerful it would have been if I had remembered the kid's name, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, absolutely. And it was that moment, like, until the until the uh, warrior guy joined is kind of when I was like, oh, they're going everywhere, they're getting a gem, and they're collecting somebody from that land that they're all going to team up and they're going to make it um, come back. 
the only like the only nitpick I really have is Rhea flying back home on the dragon to get to her father, and her father's just like, "Hey, I'm I'm back. Oh, I'm gonna clean up this little bit of bridge here." And then she's like, "Dad, I'm here," and he's like, "Oh." And then they turn around and everybody else is there. I was like, how did, did they travel there? Did they also ride dragons to get there? Like, <laughs> how did they, everyone just be like, we're here too. We're all family. Let's bring this world together. Like, that's the only thing that I was like, I don't know how that happened. Like, if you saw dragons, like, flying off in the background, I'd be like, okay, they took... A, they all got a ride there. They all wanted to be here for, for Raya and just say, like, let's bring this world together. But. You know, I honestly didn't even catch that. <laughs> and that, that, that's just on me because I might have been, you know, at that point, like, I was, it's at the end of the movie. I'm really, like, into it. I'm invested. So I just didn't even catch that. But, yeah, you're, you're not wrong at all. Uh, voice cast. Kelly Marie uh, Tran as Raya, who I'm glad Disney's kind of propping her up after everything that they kind of suffered from her being cut back and cut out pretty much of Rise of Skywalker. Because I wasn't one of the people that had a problem with Rose. I really enjoyed her and just kind of that light and hope that she brought to Last Jedi and the fact that she just kind of got steamrolled out of Rise of Skywalker. You know, it didn't, didn't sit well with me, but... Uh, I don't know if you saw any of the actual, like, publicity stuff, where it was all about her. Okay, so, she gave a tour of her, like, apartment, where she has all this, like, old Disney merchandise, and pictures of her dressed as Snow White at Walt Disney World. And she's like, you know, I was, I was made for this role. And then, there were, uh, on her Instagram, there were pictures of her going around, Los Angeles, like, taking pictures with posters and the billboards for Raya, because she was just so hyped to be a part of it. And I feel like that's something we didn't really... That excitement was something we didn't get from her out of Star Wars, even though she was also, you know, a representative of her culture in those movies that just wasn't, like, used, really. Right. Uh, no, I mean, that's, that's great. Um, I think the the only two people whose voices to me were recognizable and who I could like go cause her, she just, she did very good job voice acting as Rhea, but it wasn't something that I was like, Oh, I can tell you whose voice that was. Mm-hmm. It could have been anybody. Um, but Benedict, Benedict Wong, um, as the, the warrior guy, um, you could tell right away. And then um, the woman who played the dragon. Aquafina. Aquafina. Like, she says, like, a very distinct voice, too. But, like, um, we, like Crazy Rich Asians, I watched that movie with uh, family, and I was like, I loved her in it, and she's got a very distinct voice. So I wasn't even paying attention, but when the dragon started speaking, I went, oh, Oh, do you know who that is? That's that's this actress, and you know we've I've seen her in definitely other things, where I really enjoy her. She's very funny. She's got a great delivery, but she does have a very unique voice, and um, I think she did a great job as a dragon, and even as when she's the person as well. 
Um, but I did enjoy, too, that every time they did get a piece of the crystal, she got a new power. She Like, she levels up. Yeah, and it's like, well, I can do this because this piece of the magic is from my brother, you know, basically. Or this is from my sister, and they could do this. So, so do uh, we don't really get to see the other dragons until the very end, when she kind of has the flashback to them giving up their power for the gem and then ultimately falling. Do you think that moment would have resonated a little bit more if it had been broken up in between? Like, when she gets the gem, like, they kind of have a little flashback to that dragon. Because at that point, like, you are just hearing names. And like, oh, now I can make rain because of this dragon. Um, I don't know. I think... I think you need that moment where she tells Rhea the story of how they did this. I was the smallest one the weakest one they were more brave than me everybody remembers me as the person who saved the world but really it was them because we all came together we all gave this up and um i think you kind of needed that if you saw a little bit more maybe if like when she's dancing on the raindrops or flying you know running on the raindrops she sees like a shadow of her brother running with her or that but that doesn't work when all of a sudden she just does the fog, you know, mm-hmm. like, does she see your sister in the fog? Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't, I think it worked fine the way it was. The only reason I ask is because they build up the dragons throughout the whole movie. And then to see them at the end, it's like, okay, cool. But at that point I was having flashes of, oh my, the DreamWorks, how to train your dragon, where it's like, oh, yeah. I, I like dragons. I would like to have seen more of them in the actual movie instead of just the, the statues. But, Minor minor nitpick. It was just a question that popped into my head as we were discussing it. Um, yeah. I I really enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the world that they built. Rhea has like a a potato bug kind of uh, armadillo creature. Voiced by Alan Tudyk. Because yes. he's, he's got to be in every Disney movie now as some sort of animal creature or something. So when I saw the because I watched the, oh my gosh, why am I blanking on what it's called? The credits at the end. Credits, I was like, okay, I, I thought you were going to no, say like I, documentary. I completely like blanked on the word credits for some reason. It's early. I'm not used to recording at 11 o'clock. Um, and I, I saw Alan Tudyk. I was like, oh, of, of course he would be in this. Why wouldn't he be? But I didn't think from the get-go that he was going to be in and just to have like a bit role like he did in Moana where he was hey hey like yeah that's that's fun that's fine keep him around Disney we we like him yeah I saw his name in the opening credits oh see I completely I completely missed that yeah yeah um so based off of how we feel about this would you want a sequel or would you want like a spin-off series that tells more stories or are you think one and done this world's set Let's kind of keep it as it is. I think one and done, um, I feel it works. Maybe down the line, have something with the dragons or this or that. But I think with this world now, it feels whole. It feels complete that I don't feel like I need anything. But it's also like Moana. Like I don't think I need a Moana sequel. I wouldn't mind maybe a Maui prequel. Okay, yeah, that'd be cool. 
but I don't think uh, I don't need any kind of connection to that. Frozen, I don't, they seem to be setting it up for something more that they could do. But even like Frozen Two, I didn't think it was the greatest. Um, but yeah, like just thinking of those movies, like what would I want to see another? Even onward, I don't like. I wouldn't mind something else in that world, but I don't need to see Ian and Barley on another adventure. No, I agree. I I think this works well enough on its own. And if in a couple of years they do have more stories that they want to tell in this world, I'm all for it. But I don't think I need to see more of Raya, unless she's kind of like a bit part. Or not to keep talking about Avatar: The Last Airbender, where it's you know, years down the road, and then you're getting kind of like the next generation of people in this world. Yeah, I, it's definitely an interesting world, and I probably would want to see it more as a series, like Airbender, um, because that would make the most sense to really flush everything out in this world, and you could, you could go crazy with it. I mean, the creatures and stuff that they have in there... Everything just seemed really, really cool. And I don't know if it was because we're both Airbender fans that this world that they set up and those bugs that when you scare them, they <laughs> explode. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. This big creature that she's rolling around on, yeah, that's fine. The weird lynx cat things that um, the enemy, the I can't think of her name, the, the bad guy is riding on with her crew, like, I was like, yeah, no, those are perfect in this world. I would have liked to have seen more of those kind of different creatures, because even, like, the monkeys were just monkeys. Yeah. You know? But, uh, no, I definitely, I definitely really enjoyed the movie. Every every character, I think, worked well. Even um, the, the villain, her mother, everything just uh, fit. So to kind of circle back to what we talked about at the beginning... Disney announces one of their next movies coming out as direct-to-streaming again, premiere access. At this point, do you think it's been worth it with stuff like Mulan and Raya to be like, yeah, 30 bucks? Um, I, I guess so, yeah. Hmm. I, I didn't see... I haven't seen Mulan yet. Really? Yeah, we just haven't gotten around to it. Caitlin wants to see it, but we just haven't gotten around to it. I've never seen the cartoon, so... It's I'm not so, kicking it solid. down any doors, um, but it's definitely on the list of things to do. And hopefully on your list of things to do, dear listener, is let us know what you thought of Raya and the Last Dragon. Email us over at bangboardcast at gmail.com. Comment on any of our social media posts. And we look forward to seeing you again on the next episode of The Movie Fix.